When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A Dadsnet original podcast. Oh, yeah, ba, ba. Oh, oh. Right, let's do it. <laughs> all right, old man. <laughs> oh, man. I thought you were about to break into in the jungle of the mad. These are vintage old cinema seats, right? Which you bought. And they look fantastic. They look great. They're really good. They're not very comfortable. They're not. That's but what, what I'm, I'm saying. What I'm really here. wondering is where the hell did that myth of people get it on on the back row? Because I don't even know how you would. Just about put your arm around someone. How you would do anything else in these god awful, uncomfy seats is beyond me. A bit like that with cars. I mean, I- do you want to really go down this route? No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like how is like it's, it's uncomfortable. There's metal bits. There's springs in your bum. It's I don't know how people would. Where does that back row myth come from? Yeah, but I do remember being in not necessarily the back row, but although the back row was the best because at our cinema, which was the Regal Cinema in Tembury Wells, which is still going, wow. they filmed like they they filmed major Hollywood films there because it's a really old school, yeah. sort of Art Deco yeah, style so. cinema. But if you got in the back row, uh, there's a, there's a middle back row and then there's the back back row. Yeah. But the middle back row, like there's a huge kind of wall behind you before mm. it went to the next row so no one could see mm. so the back row was always the best place to be mm. but I think no one could wh- see what we're talking see you you know <laughs> so but what era were you going to the cinema though because my our eras are totally different like I, I'm talking Crocodile Dundee Mannequin yeah, good Police Academy oh god we do you know what we, we went down the whole music route last time and, and now we're going down the, the cinema they just don't route. make movies it's, like they used to they don't <laughs> but also the whole experience of the cinema is not like you used to like I'm sure the guys Dazna's got another podcast called the Big Movie Podcast and it's I bet those guys uh, uh, they feel the same it's just not the same well no I hope they don't feel the same because they've got to look at all movies <laughs> and new releases <laughs> yeah no so shit. I think they're, they're <laughs> a bit better shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah their reviews are a little bit more you know in depth than that but <laughs> but if you haven't checked it out Adam and Cotney John's big movie podcast it's one of my favourite podcasts I'm, I'm not being biased because it's part of dad's net but it is they are brilliant together yeah it's a really it good it is actually. such a good and I'm a big film fan however you know I was talking about how when uh, me and Noah went for that curry night and we stayed yeah. we, you know we, we, we stayed together and he then wanted to watch the Karate Kid yeah so he's now seen all three Karate oh, wow. Kids the yeah. classic the, the, the original three yeah, yeah but he agrees the second one was a bit crap yeah you know well, it the, is the, it's everything the third one was great you know I forgot though and this is what we do have to realise that there are some really politically incorrect 
no, phrases. No, in. there's not. Yes, there is. No, there's not. Yes, there is. No, there's not. No, there is. <laughs> Only because everyone now is offended by the slightest thing. I I saw. I mean, I don't heard know it. exactly what you're. No, to, when I tell you, I oh, <laughs> you right. backtrack straight away. Oh, right. okay. But I was like, oh no, and I had to explain to Noah that no, absolutely not. That what, is not. What was it? I can't tell. No, it's awful. It's awful. But p- apart from that. Mm. Fantastic movies. Yeah. No, they are. And they were straight to the point. Yeah. They were so cheesy. They teed up everything. Yeah. Have you got him on to um, Cobra Kai yet? Now he's No, because it's 15. And I know I know that there are some words in there. Yeah. And I know Noah is aware of these words because, you know, he'll You're say that. Well, no, actually, no, I'm very good. <laughs> no, genuinely, I am very good. But he obviously he hears stuff at school. They, you know, mm. they... And he knows they're bad words, but um, no, I don't think yeah. I don't think he's right for it yet. I <laughs> this is a funny story. I was hang on. I'm Al. That's JK, and this is the JK. Oh, yeah, now hi. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we we're talking to um, the ex Lamborghini and Porsche CEO Kevin Gaskell about raising uh, an M. You know, he he actually did save those car brands that were really underperforming at the time and he then turned them into what we see of Porsche and Lamborghini today Um, so we talked to him about business balancing that with the family really interesting personally for me as well obviously running a business with the family I mean I could spend a lot of time with this guy really insightful Um, so that's coming up we've got another parenting story and we're going back to the mystery box for Giz what's in the box what's in the box still haven't found out (laughs) Um, what were we talking about? Um, but, Movies, yeah. Yeah. So um, we were in the car and some moron, basically in, in the town that we live in, everywhere you turn, there's roadworks. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, it's turn. coming up to that time, isn't it? The April review. So they want to spend all their money before the new tax year. It just drives me mad, but it just drives me mad. Um, however, we are so everywhere we turn is roadworks. That means that the little side roads are then jammed because everyone's trying to avoid the roadworks, right? Idiot in the car. And I was verbalizing my annoyance with this in particular driver. And I was halfway through saying, Don't be such a yeah, whatever. To which I then thought, Oh, Ted's in the car, just check it. I thought, okay, that's quite good of me. However, he decided to finish my sentence no. with the word twat. <laughs> no. So I said, don't be such a... And he went, twat? <laughs> and you were like, no, I was going to use the other one, beginning with C. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah don't, don't say that, Ted. <laughs> Would you say, though, that's down to him hearing stuff in the house? Or is that down to, I'm going to point at it, is it down to no. that? Twat is, twat is house. Is it the house? I'm pointing, if you yeah, can't see, I'm pointing to a Arsenal uh, yeah. badge because obviously you yeah. go to the football with him. Yeah, he does hear a lot. He does have learnt a few choice words from the football, but the I mean, twat is, I mean, I don't want to throw her under the bus, but it is Jen's go-to car terminology. And I don't think that that is one of the worst swear words. I'm not saying it's right. I'm doing a bit of a Whitney here, but it's okay. Do you know what? You but, change a vowel and you're on twit. Okay. And so that's th- fine. So did Ted miss, miss, he misheard, yeah? Yeah, that's what right. I <laughs> No, Ted, we're calling them twits. Twits. <laughs> Stick with twits. <laughs> you go a bit further in school, twits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so, yeah, I don't know if it is completely the football, although that definitely is, oh, that is to blame for some yeah. 
words that he now knows although i hear like i understand that you're going to hear some choice words mm. um but i also i love what well, i'm I, i'm based in 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 bromley bromers bromers and like the football there there's a real nice family environment it's only a small team yeah you know um but a lot of my friends if they have a spare saturday in bromley are playing at home they'll go with their kids and they say they just have the best time mm. yeah so i the, the local football actually is really good yeah we do we've, we do there's a little village near us they've got a good semi-pro there's another one that um is in a town not far away and we go to a couple one of our friends son plays for one of the teams yeah it's pretty decent so we go and watch them and actually a saturday afternoon really nice yeah. and and i tell you what, there's a lot of other kids there so ted often watches a bit of the game he'll get a drink he'll kick a ball with some of the other kids doesn't even know he'll come back watch a bit more of the game and and i get to sit down with a cup of tea or a beer and enjoy watching some amateur football that's why you should never underestimate a good local football team game <laughs> it's it great is good it is it good is great. uh so yeah i would actually recommend that as an activity <laughs> Should we do a parenting story? Yeah, yeah let's. I, I just seen the start of this video and I know this guy. Do you know this guy? Do yeah. you know Richard? I do know Richard. So, so this, I wonder what he's going to say. <laughs> so if, he's lovely, actually, this if guy. We are, I'm about to play the video. That's why we can see Richard's face. And if you uh, watch this on YouTube or on Facebook, you'll, you'll see this as well. Here's Richard's parenting story. My name's Richard and I've got a funny dad story. So um, my four-year-old stepdaughter before I was married to her mum... She was trying to think of something to call me rather than Richard and we decided upon that she could call me Dickie. So we're sitting in a restaurant <laughs> Why? Um, Why? and she'd never called me Dickie yet. She hadn't actually used it. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, across the table to me, she shouts out, Oi, dickhead. Um, <laughs> so that was to much amusement of everybody around us and much to our embarrassment. So they agreed on Dicky. Yeah, which, I mean, I mean why? why would you do that in the first place? You're, you're teeing up a world of pain. Like, that's... Uh, and she, it came out as... Dickhead. <laughs> oi, dickhead. It's the oi. I think it's the oi that is the pain. Oi! What? Makes what? Dickhead! Yeah. Oi, dickhead! <laughs> yes, darling? <laughs> <laughs> Your smiley faces are coming now. <laughs> Oh, that's quality. I mean, the thing is, how do you go back from that? Like, well, you asked me to call you that. It's your own fault. <laughs> well, not quite. It's more dicky. <laughs> yeah, you kind of misheard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also, if she'd leant across the table and went, Oi, dicky! <laughs> it's no better. Still. It's no better. Or, Oi, dick! <laughs> it's still no better. What, Richard? I love you. We've had a beer together. Rich, um, maybe? Rich? What were you thinking? I don't know, like... Um, Daddy too, or <laughs> no? Probably going down the dodgy route here. But I don't know. There's no, but like loads of things. Papa, pop. You know, there's a hundred things you probably think of before you lead with the word dick. Can you imagine the birthday <laughs> Christmas cards? Yeah, <laughs> dear dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine if she's at school though, and she's like. You know, the teacher's saying to you, oh, what does your daddy do? Well, my daddy's called Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could get unravelled from here so quickly. Oh. 
Well, Richard, great anyway, story. thank you. <laughs> great story. <laughs> For that wonderful parenting story. I think the moral of that story is don't ask your child to call you anything with the word dick in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Avoid dicky. Yes. Uh, if you would like to get involved with a parenting story, uh, it can be, you can send us like an audio uh, voice note or you can send us a video like Richard did. Uh, what's the best way now? Are we doing email? Uh, no. Well, you can email. <laughs> <laughs> you can email. I did set it up. jcanal at dadsnet.com. Oh, fantastic. Test it out because no one's emailed it yet. Just test it. Could. Thanks. Uh, most people submit through the Facebook group. So if you go in, just go onto Facebook, search for jcanal, join the group. JK will let you in because he's an admin. I'm no, an admin. No, he won't. Me or Jack will do that. Um, and an then you can get involved in the conversations. We're talking about the episodes. We're sharing some content in there. JK, well, I'm in there a lot more than JK is. Uh, but you can also, Still if you've got admin. a story that's where you can tell us you've got a story and then producer jack will reach out um but yes yeah, send them in because everyone has a story everybody has a story uh should we do the interview yes yeah and i'll particularly so excited about this one um this is this is such a great listen you're going to learn something from this as well mm. really really good here's kevin gaskell Well, welcome back to the JK and Al podcast. We, I'm super excited to welcome our guest on today's episode. It's Kevin Gaskell, the former CEO of Porsche, BMW and Lamborghini. Now, not just because obviously he is an incredibly successful businessman, but also fantastic father as well. And it's going to be interesting to dive into how he managed both of those very demanding uh, aspects of his life. But also, as someone who runs a business, yep. I could definitely do with some help. So I'm excited for the next 30 minutes. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much. Great to be here. Uh, Kevin, don't worry. After we've chatted and all, you know, when you share all your wisdom, you can bill Al for it. But it's, that's not that's not a problem because I've <laughs> no seen why he's done things. Man. This is a personal thing, Blake. <laughs> it is, it is. But Kevin, so Kevin, you do a lot of speaking, um, mainly for business owners, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But why don't we start off? Just give us a little bit of a background on you. Tell us about um, your kids, uh, their ages. Uh, and yeah, let's just hear a little bit about you. Sure. So um, I started life as a civil engineer. Always wanted to be a civil engineer. Went to university and studied engineering. Um, I enjoyed that, but then I wanted to broaden my personal horizon, so I was very fortunate the university offered me a scholarship to study for an MBA, so I did an MBA, Master of Business, um, and then I went off into the world as an engineer, and I worked on building sites up and down the UK for about four or five years, building all kinds of interesting structures, Hall 7 of the NEC, M54 Motorway, Pedigree Pet Foods Head Office, and it's great fun, but you know what? It wasn't a life. Living in a Living in a caravan with a hole in a roof on a building site wasn't what I saw myself doing for the rest of my life. And I wanted a, another skill to extend my uh, opportunities. And I recognized that accountancy was probably it. So I joined a chemical company as an accountant. I studied accountancy at night school and I became the company accountant. And then Porsche were looking for somebody who could understand a balance sheet and understand a blueprint. So I joined Porsche as a regional manager, and I worked my way through the ranks, became managing director at the age of 32 when the business was in colossal trouble, spent the next five years turning that company around. Um, I was recruited by BMW because it's time for me to move on. BMW is a much bigger organization. Um, 
and I went and, and ran the UK operation of BMW for four or five years. We had a lot of success there. We increased revenues by about 80% over those four years. And then at the age of 40, I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. And people said, what do you mean? I said, well, I want to run my own business. How do you want to create my own business? And the internet was a growing thing and people didn't really understand it. And the automotive industry definitely didn't understand it. But I thought it was going to create huge opportunities. So I stepped out. I started a company, which I guess if you look out in the market today, you see Kazoo and Cinch and these kind of people. Well, I was doing that 20 years ago. And it was fine. And we built up that company and sold it very well. I created the world's biggest automotive data business. Um, We were in 31 countries at the end. We sold that one. And I've been building businesses ever since. I think I'm on my 15th or 16th now. Uh, Today, I'm chairman of five companies. Um, Very active chairman. Arms into the businesses. And um, we're going to talk about my kids. Um, I've got two children. Um, My wife and I have been together for a long time. Uh, Two kids. Um, My daughter is 34. And she has her own twins now. Great and my son is Great 32. Age. And interesting. yeah, <laughs> interestingly, both of them, having had different careers, Sarah is a scientist. She did an um, MSc in chemistry, exceptionally bright young lady. She now runs a data business that I own. And Matt, who studied biology and then um, qualified as a doctor, medic, did medical school, he runs a business with me where we're helping entrepreneurs. So we've gone full circle. They went away at the age of 17 or 18, and then they came back again at the age of 30, and we're, we're all working happily together again. So that's my life. That's that's the sign of a, of a good upbringing. They always come it? back to the nest. Go away, yeah. but you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Well, I never expected um, them. I never expected them to come back. But, you know, we they both wanted to run businesses, and um, I said, well, I've got an opportunity. If, if you want to try it, you can try it. And they did, and they're both doing very well. So let them get on with it. Okay. I mean, I, I've, got, I've got so many things I that, I, that, I, that I, could, I could ask. But the first thing to, to kind of that, that strikes me is when you mentioned that you joined some of those early automotive businesses, I think it was Porsche, um, where they were in quite a difficult phase of business. Presumably at that stage, the, your kids were also quite young, I or young, well, certainly younger. Um, how did you how did you do that? Obviously, the, that a, a big business like that that's in trouble, or not in trouble, but has got some challenges, is going to need a lot of time and attention at the same time as... No, it was in trouble. It was in trouble. So, so how did you do that? How did you go in and think? How do we turn it around? Well, I'd been there for five years. I was, I was at Porsche for 10 years altogether. And, I, and, and Lamborghini was at the same time because we bought Lamborghini. So I had this two business cards, head of Porsche, head of Lamborghini, which is great fun. Um, and, of course, I could drive whatever I want. So that was great fun. But, <laughs> was the, that was one of my questions, actually, Kevin. But now you've already answered it. That's fantastic. <laughs> What discount can we get? Cheers, thanks. <laughs> Nothing at the minute. Um, I'm pretty sure a discount on a Lamborghini still <laughs> still won't help. Um, well, I was appointed when the business I'd been there five years, and then I was appointed as, as chief exec, and the business really had lost its way. It had lost ninety nine zero percent of its sales. Um, we had three years of unsold new car inventory. 
we were losing 20% on sales. The business was bust. I mean, it really was in a terrible state. And, and my job, and, and this is where I learned how to lead businesses, was to re-inspire the entire team and the dealer network and really inspire the customers to believe in us um, with a complete transformation of the business. And we changed everything. You know, we changed all the processes. We we redefined the product strategy. Uh, we changed our marketing. We changed our communication. We changed the way we dealt with customers. Uh, we got very close to customers. We invited customers to come to us, come to the factory. We showed them what was special about these cars. So it was a five-year process of going from number 32 in the market. We were 32nd. There were 32 brands in the market. We were the bottom brand in customer satisfaction to number one. We did that over about three and a half years. And we did it by complete transformation of the business. And, you know, these days, that's what I talk about. And um, if you want the full story, I, I wrote a book called Inspired Leadership, and it's it's in there. But massive, massive work by a huge number of people who work terribly hard. And, and you know, it's great fun because still today, and this is 15 plus years ago now, I get letters from some of those people who were with me in the darkest days and they still write notes and say how much they enjoyed it, which is, you know, which is crazy because we were fighting for our lives, but um, we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, balancing that with the kids and the family, um, you know, you do try and protect the special days and the birthdays and the sports days and the nativity plays and and we do have a little smile now and then over over dinner sometimes when we're all together because I say, well, I was at all of them. And the kids cock an eye and say, well, not sure you were, Dad, actually. <laughs> um, but, you, tr- you know, you do try really hard. I did try really hard to be there for the big events. And, and of course, holidays um, are special. And as the children grew up, you know, we all started scuba diving together when Matt, Matt was the youngest. When he was 12, we started scuba diving together. And so that became an activity that we could all do together. And both the kids today are qualified scuba diver instructors. So, you know, they kept it up and they kept going. And then later in life, um, they discovered skydiving. Um, and so they convinced me to go and join them. So rather than them joining me as a, as a scuba diver, I joined them as a skydiver. So we went skydiving together. So we do lots of stuff together. And still today, um, I mean, I do expeditions for fun. And and I've done them my whole life. So I've walked to the North Pole. I've walked to the North Pole twice, actually. Walked to the South Pole. Gone up the world's biggest mountains. And then last year, year before now, sorry, um, set a new world record for the fastest row across the Atlantic. And all of those I do with my son. So the reason I went back to the North Pole twice was because he was too young the first the time first I went, time. so <laughs> I went back with him. I think that the thing is that they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, are they? Like people think that you're going to work. It's not You're not going to work to be away from your kids. You're going to work for your kids to give them a future, to build into what they are. But but isn't it fair to say, though, that the, the parent guilt is is a thing? You know what I mean? Where sometimes you, you, you're you torn, aren't you? you? You want to provide for your family. You know you've got to work hard to get to where you want to get to. So I think there's always that battle in your mind. Am I being a good parent? But am I? But I need to provide. Did, did you ever find that at any point, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I grew up very much in a working class family. Um, my, my mom and dad, both. My mom was the village hairdresser. My dad worked at the power station. 
And we lived, to start with, we lived in a two-up, two-down um, terrace house. And so, so that's very much my background. And the school, the senior school I went to, was terrible. No, no, no nice words about it. It was awful. And I kind of got A-levels despite the school, not because of the school. And I swore to myself then that I would give my children a better education than I had had. And so for me, um, soon after I got married, uh, my wife and I started planning how we would pay private school fees because I didn't have rich parents. Nobody was ever going to pay the kids' school fees. And I know there's a you know, a, a dispute and a debate about all schools should be good and you shouldn't need private schools. I get that, and I'm there. I'm with it. But you know what? Right now, I went through a very rough, very rough um, comprehensive school, and I was not going to put my kids through that. So we decided the kids would go to private education, and, of course, that's very expensive. And so mm. I was working to pay the mortgage and pay for the school fees. That's why I was working. Uh, yeah, and and that's that does, I think, that balance it. You know, as someone who's running a, running a business, and sometimes I think, oh, God, I'm not there at certain things because I've got to be somewhere else or I'm working late and not putting him to bed or whatever it is. I, you know, I, that's where you think, well, I'm doing this so that he can have a roof over his head, a good roof over his head or, or whatever it might be. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think that they're exclusive things. I think they're part of the same thing. And I guess like, you know, thinking about your adventures that you did with your kids, with your son as well, how do, how did those adventures impact your leadership as in business and your leadership in the family well it impacts it hugely because there's no such thing as gray you know if you're up a mountain hanging off a rope and somebody says to you is that rope secure you can't say maybe well maybe i think it either is or it isn't um and you know matt and i have been in some pretty dodgy situations rowing across the atlantic uh, we capsized our – this is a little rowing boat, right? We go from Spain. <laughs> does his, his mum know? Yeah, she's – I've been doing this stuff as long as she's known me, so she's kind of used to it. <laughs> yeah, we turned over the rowing boat right in the middle of the Atlantic, um, 1,500 miles from shore. We don't have any support vessel. It's just a plastic rowing boat with, with – there's five guys in there, and we turn this thing over in big seas. And – you know, you, you that's when your role as a father, because I was rowing at the same time as Matt when the boat turned over. He and I on deck, and this thing turned upside down. And the first thing I'd do is look for him. And I, I was underwater, and I looked for him, and I could see that he was swimming up. And because we were thrown right under the water, I could see him swimming up. And I thought, yeah, he's okay. Fine. Let's get on and um, turn the boat the right way up and get back in it, which is what we did. But what you learn, and it's what I speak about now at conferences, what do you learn from expeditions? You learn about the soft values, about trust, about honesty, about integrity, about everybody carrying their own load, about everybody working together in a team. And I use the analogies from my expeditions uh, when I speak to people in business about running businesses together. Because if you don't have honesty and trust and integrity, and if you don't have a clear idea of what it is you're setting out to achieve. You know, with a, with a mountain, it's easy. We want to get to the top of that mountain. And then we want to get down again safely. And everyone forgets that bit. We want to get to the top and we want to come down and still be alive. 
because that's a promise I make to my wife. I'll come home again at the end. Oh, and I'll bring him with me. Don't worry. So in business, it's about having that clarity of objective. And a lot of businesses don't have it. They don't know what they're setting out to achieve. And so when I take the lessons from my career um, and my expeditions into a business environment, I'm saying to people, let's, let's discuss and agree what the goal is. And don't tell me it's a million pounds profit. That's not, that's not the game. That's the score. What is the goal? The goal is to create an extraordinary business or the goal is to do A, B, and C. What is it? And that's where we start. And, and I very much bring that back from the experience of running expeditions. And do you do that in the family home as well? Like, I know it's not as clear cut as that. The goal is to, well, the goal, the goal for most parents is just to get to the end of every day. Yeah. <laughs> but the, it do is that a mentality or a mindset that you can also adopt with raising kids as well? Well, we talk about, when we have a, a big family dinner, which, you know, I don't pretend we do every day. You know, we, we're all around a dinner table together three or four or five times a year. But we do talk about what it is that, that the children want to achieve. You know, they've got their own lives now. Um, they've each got their own partner. They don't live here. They, they've gone away. They're, they're grown-ups. But we do talk about what they want to achieve. Um, and it, it is a similar approach. I mean, not as specific, not as specific, but it is a similar approach. And my daughter, for example, she's a very successful scientist. And then she said, I want to become a project manager. I want to become a software development project manager. Now, her husband is a very capable um, CTO. He wasn't a very large firm. Works for himself now. And she said, I want to do that, but nobody will give me the chance. And we talked about what you want to do and what you want to achieve. And I said, why will nobody give you the chance? She said, because I'm seen as a scientist. Now, she's exceptionally bright. She's really very, very bright. And I said, well, I'll give you a chance. Uh, come and work in one of my companies and I'll give you a chance. I said, but here's the deal. We're not going to pay you for six months. So we really wanted to understand whether she wanted to do this thing. Um, now, could she afford to live without pay for six months? She had to go away and think about that. And of course, of course, I helped her. But the point was, you really need to understand was she determined to do this. And she wasn't coming to work for her daddy because her daddy was going to pay her. You know, it was a different approach. And, and she's done very well. And she's now running that business. She now runs it. Really incredible. And do you, so I love the way that you said that you always try and have the family meals. And is, is that still the case now? Do you, do you still try to see each other for all those really big occasions, birthdays, Christmas, you know, and, and do they always pop round? I don't know, on a Sunday for a lunch now and again, is it, do you still have that real nice sort of family setup? Yeah, we do. We do meet up for birthdays and Christmas and, and the big occasions. And now we've got two grandchildren, so we meet up for the grandchildren's birthdays. And the kids don't exactly pop around because they live an hour, hour and a half away. Um, but they will They will come here and and um, and the, the twins who are two and a half years old like running around the house because it's all new to them. So, you know, it's all that's all lovely. Um do we still do stuff together? Yes, we do. We're going on holiday together. Um, we were on holiday together three months ago. And, you know, that all sounds very close. Um, no, we have three separate houses, so we don't drive each other nuts. But we, we make sure we get separate houses, separate chalets nearby each other so everybody can can retire to their own, their own space yeah. and get sanity. 
But, you know, we'll do stuff together during the day or we won't. And it's it's all very easy. And my daughter's always said, Kev, the, the kids call me Kev. The daughter's always said, Kev, as long as you're paying for holidays, we'll come. <laughs> but we'll do our own thing. And I said, it's absolutely fine. If I just If we just see you for dinner, you know, if we're away for 10 days, if we just see you for dinner two or three times during those 10 days and we perhaps see you at breakfast, that's fantastic. That's all we need. So that's the joy of it. We don't we don't live it would drive me nuts if we're all in the same house. Oh my goodness me, it would drive me nuts. Um because everyone's got their own opinion, haven't they? And I'm always right, mm. but they say they're always right. So I would say that my that my dad is always right. But then I say that to my kids. Yeah. I'm dad. I'm always right. Must be maybe a dad thing. It's that wisdom passed down <laughs> there, isn't it? Um, Kevin, I've got one I've got another question. I wanna wondering what have you learned from raising kids that you that helped you lead your teams in business? I think the first thing I've learned is that everybody, everybody is somebody's mother, father, sister, brother, son or daughter. And show and show respect. So always treat people as people. You know, there's no such person as an onlyer in business. He's only a car cleaner. She's only a sales director. No such person as an onlyer. And so personally, I try to treat everybody, and I mean everybody, with the same degree of respect. I don't mind what job you do, you're part of the team. And that's come from a family philosophy of, you know, we're all in this together. We're all different, but we're all... We're all in this together, so let's let's share and and succeed together. Um, I think the other thing I've learned is that families are important, and I have absolutely no issue. You know, I know a lot of companies get very stuffy about somebody saying, "Hey, listen, you know, it's my son's sports day on Friday. Do you mind if I leave at two? You get some companies, oh well, you, you know, we'll deduct your hours. I, I don't play any of that stuff. Leave. You want to leave at two? No problem. Leave at one. Just go and have a great, great afternoon. Have fun. See you, see you on Monday. Because if you treat people that way, they'll, they'll give it back. They'll, they, you know, we, we're building a culture where we're all in this to build a great team and, and, and build business success together. But give people, treat people like grown-ups. That's, that's, that's what I feel. And that just comes from in a family. You know, treat the kids as grown-ups. Let them make their decisions hopefully they'll make wise choices but you know what if they don't well they'll learn they'll learn we all learn we all make mistakes no problem that's a really good point i i've tried that with my son he's eight years old um and things like a bath time is the most relevant one i say right come on let's get ready for the bath he says i don't have a bath tonight daddy and i'm saying okay well if you don't have a bath, it means that you'll be smelly. It means that you won't be clean. And right, you know, when you go to bed, you might be uncomfortable. So if you're happy with all of those things, it's your choice whether you have a bath or not. He goes, okay, thanks. You're not having a bath. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your feedback, but I'm all right. Yeah, so, but like you said, at some point, the hope is that he will come around and go, oh, yeah, probably should have a bath. Well, when he starts <laughs> meeting girls and the girls say, poo, you smell, then he'll change his mind, won't he? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I managed to get married, yeah. so only just now, only just. Um, For the record, I do laugh. I do. Just, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask just one more question, which I think, um, we're, we're kind of from my point of view, you know, we're, we're all intrigued as how we get through our sort of day to day life. We're also intrigued on things that make us tick outside business. You know, what's that one thing that you love? And you mentioned that you, you know, you you explore, but 
let's say you have a Sunday and it's a Sunday to yourself where you can do whatever you want to do, Kevin. What is that? What is that thing or what is that routine that just makes you all relaxed and away from from business? Yeah, I, well, I'll do some exercise. I, I try to train every day because I've got a I've got another row coming up. We're going to row the Pacific in two years' time. So, and I'm not getting any wow. younger, so I've got to keep my fitness up. So, I will I will do some training every day, um, and that will either I have a gym at home, so I'm very lucky, small gym. So I'll either go in the gym or I'll go for a ride on my bike, um, or I still drag tires, which we use for training when we were doing the poles. So I have a rig out there with three big car tires on. I go drag those through the woods. I live in the middle of fields. So I go drag those, drag those around. So I'll do that for the first two hours. Then I'll have a nice relaxing breakfast and I'll read the Sunday papers. And then in the afternoon, I might read a book. Um, and then I know if I'm on my own, about six o'clock, I'll start work again. And I'm running five companies. I'll come in here into my office and I'll, I'll just get prepared for the next week. That will be my, that will be my, and then if there's absolutely nobody here about nine o'clock, I'll find a, a film on Netflix or something and I'll watch that and have a glass of wine. I go to bed. That's my day. That's, oh, that's what I think of as my perfect day. Sounds like heaven. Just out of curiosity. I know that this is totally random that I'm throwing in. Have we all seen Ted Lasso? No. Have you seen Ted Lasso, Kevin? No, no. Okay. I, it's just this really feel-good, lovely episode. It's an American football coach that's that's teaching football in the UK. It's like based in in Chiswick and stuff. But a lot of my friends said it was fantastic. I can highly recommend it. It is fantastic. It is absolutely lovely. I just thought I'd throw that in. Okay, there you go. On your next perfect day, Kevin, you can watch I'll, Ted Lasso. Trust me, Kevin. It's, <laughs> you'll love it. I'll make I'll make a note. Yeah, it just um, seems like it'd be up Kevin Street. I'm just, I I've just written that down. <laughs> I love that. So I've taken a lot of information, a lot of nuggets, a lot of like things. Oh, yeah, I need to be doing that. That's a great tip. And you've got a recommendation for Netflix. I was analysing Kevin us. all through this interview <laughs> thinking he really liked yeah. Ted Lasso. Yeah, and then what, what you think? We've got to give him something back. We've, we've got, got to give <laughs> Kevin something back. Yeah. <laughs> um. Kevin, it's been, I mean, I honestly feel like I would like to spend some more time with you talking business and Definitely. things, um, but I might email you separately. <laughs> um, and we, we're probably at, at time in terms of our interview um, with you. But is there is there anything kind of you wanted to um, like like share? I mean, if people want to find out more information about you or any of your the book, because your, your um, seminars that are coming up, or I know you've got um speaking arrangements and things like that like where what 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 can people do to find out a bit more information about you yeah the first thing is go on my website which is kevingaskell.com and they'll see they'll see me and they'll see some of the background the two new books um well inspired leadership is about how do you run a business effectively how do you inspire your team and then catching giants um is the book that i wrote about the story of breaking the world record and and you know at the age of 60 getting into the guinness book of records for the fastest row across the atlantic and how did we do that because we're not rowers and we did it through we took a business approach and so i've written a book with the adventure on one side of the page and then 80 life lessons and business lessons on the other side of the page effectively so you get two books in one that's called catching giants all available on amazon and all good bookstores 30 minutes just wasn't enough was it 
It really was not. not Kevin, enough. thank you so much for your time and thanks for chatting to us and inspiring us. You're very welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for listening today. Um, as we keep saying, uh, get into the Facebook group, JK and Al. Uh, we're on there. I'm an admin. And, uh, you know, you can share your parenting stories. Do you even that. know what admin should do? No idea. <laughs> I've got the status. I've seen it. I've seen it when I'm on it. It says JK admin. I'm going to put that on a badge for you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm can I have a, it on the wall? Just I'm an here. admin. Can I have admin under that? Yeah. Just under admin it. of the yeah. JK and Al. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love the power. Right, we've got another gear review. It's another lucky dip, courtesy of producer Jack. Thank you very much, producer Jack. Uh, the last one we did was that disgustingly smelly, horrible toilet seat cover that no one would use unless you are a lonely, cold lady. And I'm saying ladies because they always sit down. They don't stand up to wee, okay? Well, you have been to Benidorm. <laughs> not seen those shows. <laughs> I haven't. I've just heard from a, from a friend. Right, let's get one out of the bag. <laughs> Go on then. It's your turn. I, I did the toilet seat cover last week, so it's uh, it's your. It, go big or small? Go. We went big, kind of big last time. Let's go small. Here we go. Okay, so it's box. It's what's in the box. What's in <laughs> Do the you know box? What's in Still it? don't know what's Still in the box. Still don't know what's in the box. Uh, right. Ooh. I feel like it's my birthday. Well, it was recently. What is it? I can't see it. There's a it's a smart from. bracelet. What does a smart bracelet do? Well, it looks like an it looks like a Apple Watch. It's not. Well, it it might be. Open it. Is it is it an actual watch? I don't know. It is. It is. It's an actual watch. <laughs> Why did they call it a bracelet? I don't know. Hang on, throw me the box. I oh, want right, to start. I want to do the technical it. side of it. What I want to know about what it what it does, and you you look at you typical bloke straight in. I mean, assembling I'd like to, it. I'd like to also point out that we gave Jack a budget for this, and I don't know how he's managed to get a smartwatch right. for that budget. Okay, so so it's got um, <clears throat> data transmission, master chip, ch- chain. What data save time? <laughs> Wait, battery charging time two hours. Strap material dimensions. I mean, there's not. Made in China, of course it is. Your health steward is what it says. It it does look remarkably like a. Do you want to take that bit off? You love doing that. Don't an you? Apple Watch. Oh, I'll watch it. Oh, there's nothing better than taking the seal off something. Oh, that is great. I mean, it's very limited amount of instructions. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's in Chinese. We can't turn it on. We need to plug it in. Wrist strap charge charge. Scan the QR download to install the app. I mean, there is there is zero instructions really on this. It tells you how to wear it, how to put the strap on, and how to turn it on and turn it off. So there must be <laughs> there's a, there's a little circle in the no 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 at the, on on the watch face at the front. That's how you turn it on. So you press that down. So it's basically a it's a smart watch, which I think is based on health. So it's got a heart, right. I, I don't know if it has these features because these are the only instructions <laughs> I've got. Dipping. But on the front, it's got a heart monitor. So I think it monitors your heart. Right. It's got a thermometer. So I believe it might take your temperature. It's got a fire logo. What's that for? Uh, 
<laughs> if you're getting too hot, does an alarm go off? It's burning. got a couple of feet, so that's obviously step counter. Step counts, yeah. GPS. Yeah, it's got a GPS because it's got a little map sign, and it's a telephone. <laughs> it's not a telephone. There's no way you can call anyone from this. How's that a telephone? <laughs> right. Maybe it's like a voice recorder or something. Anyway, it's not turning on. I guess you need to charge. You need it. to charge it for two hours. Oh, I got I got my beard hair caught in my. Oh, oh yeah, I can see it. Oh, oh yeah, I can see the pull down. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Nothing worse. Oh, um, I'm sorry about this. We usually review stuff in a way where I take it away, actually use the item, see how it works, give you the pros and cons, and then come back with a result. Can't do it this do you time. Do plug, plug it in the back and let's see if it's on later or something? What's that? Is that? Oh, that just clicks. That's where you plug it in. No, the thing about this, right, is it looks terrible. Oh, is that a USB? Yeah, I think that's, that, that's it. You plug that in to charge it there. I can't. Like, we're all USB-Cs. No, no. On, on the, the back of there? Yeah. But the thing about um, these is like kids want smartwatches. So actually getting a cheap smartwatch that will tell the time and they can count their steps. Let's face it. They're the only two features kids really want. Yeah. Actually, I don't know how much that was. Maybe Jack will put it in the description. But I reckon that's probably under a tenner. Oh, it's charging. Hey, it works. I reckon that's under a tenner. And you think for your kids for Christmas, getting them that kind of smartwatch, actually, they'd probably quite like that. Not smartwatch, smart bracelet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure Ted would go for the word bracelet. But oh. that's that's valuable, right? Oh, for, absolutely. You know, for a, a kid's a kid's stocking filler. And they're probably going to break it. Yeah, but also actually, probably we don't need these. I've got an Apple Watch. I've got an Apple Watch. We, like, <laughs> for a tenner. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you give me... All your, I do is look okay. at my steps and the time. So for a week then, <laughs> I'll take your Apple Watch, okay, and then I'll leave you with the smart bracelet. To be fair, I do use the weather. I do use the <laughs> Here we go, watch. look, here we go. I do use uh, the message. So maybe I'll, yeah. I'll go back on that. Can we can we have a break from uh, the lucky dip for a week? Yeah. On the basis that can we review something which is uh, which is rather big and a really sexy? Actually, tech. An actual yeah. Windows laptop. Let's do it next week. Next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> no lucky dip next week. There'll be no lucky dip. There'll be the Dell XPS 15, which oh, is phenomenal. To, to be honest, I don't know whether I prefer the toilet seat cover or this smartwatch. I think I'd get more use out of the toilet seat cover. <laughs> Yeah, like three times a day regularly. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, the, I'm the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if I've had those probiotics. <laughs> no how many morning coffees I have. Oh, I'm doing more sit down than I am standing up at the oh, minute. That's what I mean. I was only talking about number twos. <laughs> You're like more than three a day. Bloody hell. <laughs> Uh, right there there's your gear review for this week if you want to suggest anything by the way by all means you can do let us know in our Facebook group or you can email us jknl at dadsnet.com yes thank you (laughs) (laughs) patronising twat (laughs) I'm an admin you know well done Jay (laughs) you nailed it (laughs) 
please don't forget just uh, you know subscribing and liking and leaving reviews is a massive help massive support please do that and share in your whatsapp groups uh with other dads mm. or mums doesn't matter um, but that sharing is a really good way of us kind of getting to more ears and eyes if you're watching on facebook um also don't forget the top fives that we do as well yeah 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 exactly little sort of mini episodes which are out when do they go out i'm an admin oh. i should know you don't Sundays. know Sundays fantastic well look there's, there, we, we release stuff three Mon- times two, two three times a week now, yeah three we? times a week there's a yeah. new little episode some corkers from some old interviews that we did they're great mm. absolute gems in fact I listened to one with Russell Kane the other day he was amazing so funny if you listen to the, if you go back and listen to the full episode rather than the 10 minutes amazing me and Jay just don't say anything no because you just give him a topic like it was COVID at the time. I said COVID, and he just goes and goes and goes. And it was like a personal, he's so intelligent. It's a personal com- comedy show. He is so intelligent, so funny, yeah. so quick. He is. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. You might have to cut this out, but he is genuinely the funniest and best comedian we've ever spoken to. No, I and think we he's great. Had a lot. I think he's great. That's why he's never coming on again because he's funny, he's quick, he's talented, yeah. and we just don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, this, he's just doing my own podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have a good week. A Dad's Net original podcast.